Glory, glory, Sacramento! Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. Now, the rumors are true, everybody. Yes, I have signed a contract with the Sacramento Republic. After my great audition uh, tryout with uh, Coach Briggs, um, so... Joining me in the studio today is Scott. Scott, how does it feel um, to have a best friend who is also a part of the roster uh, at the Sac Republic? Uh, well, it was a one-shot tryout. Literally, he took one shot. <laughs> uh, and wow, did he capitalize. I, I really did. Yeah. I it, really capitalized. It was a uh, it was a crossbar, crossbar challenge yeah. after this, uh, this past game against the Portland Timbers, too. Um, and, you know, I said, hey, Zach, I'll give you $100 <laughs> if you turn around right now, go up to Briggs and say, hey, if I hit this crossbar, I don't know. You were probably thirty-five uh, we're, yards out. I don't know. No, we were closer to half. Oh, field. okay. And so on, on so the further line too. Yeah, it was yeah. further. It was that was a long kick. It was long. Um, and Briggs said, or uh, he, he said, said, "Let's see it then." Yeah. In his beautiful, gorgeous British yeah. accent. And uh, you took your shot, and it was on target. And in the words of Coach Briggs, "Quote, that's not bad." Yeah. That's not bad. Yep. And I was like, so half day contract then? And he said, We'll get you out for it. We're uh we'll get you out for a training. I was like, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll so, take that any day. There you go. So it's official. Uh the contract has officially been offered. That yes. in the words of Briggs, we'll get you out for a training. Yeah. That's well, a contract. So uh I expect to see people lining up for autographs any day now. Yeah, it's one of those things where the contract is like, you know, in the mail, be here in like four to seven months. Type of thing, yeah. Scott, yeah. Scott was, <laughs> Scott was like, Scott was like, we were joking afterwards. We were talking about it, and and he was like, yeah, maybe uh, it'll be like, uh, yeah, you're welcome to come for the uh, the open tryout, and it'll cost you two hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. And I was like, no, I was more hoping for like a you know one of those make a wish type of sa- scenarios <laughs> where like I go on the field, I get an oversized. Cameron Awasa jersey and he like gets down on one knee signs it and then pats me on the head like that's what I'm looking for here so if that's what we can hook me up with I'm I'm all I'm all for it yeah so just so people know what we're talking about is after this game this past yeah. game um we were just allowed to go on the field with all the staff or the, yep. the club staff were on the field just you know kind of kicking balls around doing crossbar challenges and stuff having a good time and we as media just like walked on the field like and because nobody said anything well nobody's there to say anything yeah There's so no we security just, for we these just games. grabbed the ball and we're just <laughs> passing it around just like the people that have a podcast yeah um and matt george who's on the radio uh-huh um, shout out matt and what a great touch he has yeah uh and we were just kind of joking around so that's what we were talking about one of the benefits of COVID is there's no people there so nope. we can kind of do whatever we want yeah kind not of. not we as in media but like the club like really there's no cleanup or anything like unless you're on the tech side you're you know yeah there's, your, there's your job one is done dude, when the game's over there's one dude that comes around takes the trash out takes about five minutes and then yeah. he's gone and you know like the people with cameras and stuff like that you know yeah maybe someone doing like a post game stuff cutting up clips and stuff like that but that they're done within like 20 minutes so pretty much everyone's yep. on the field um you know just drinking a beer ha- hanging out and then there's just like us having a podcast like we're on the field. I know. Like, I mean, yeah. honestly, we've been on the field a handful of times now, yeah. so it's kind of not like it's still, that big it's of a deal. It's special for me. It's not that Especially big. being able to, that was the first time we ever been able to like, kick a ball around. Yeah, I've kicked a ball before. Like, it really? Was, yeah. So, this not this season, but the past season, they like let us like walk around the field during warm-ups. So, Nolan and I like walked to like the Sac Republic side and just watched them warm up and the ball came to me and I kicked and it back. Like, this is my moment. No, a ball like legit flew right at Nolan, and I was like, "Dude, you could trap this with your thigh." And he just like let it bounce past him, and then just picked it up and like tossed it. And I was like, "Nolan, what? Here's <laughs> anyway. your tryout." Yeah, so uh, that's what we're referring to. It's official. <laughs> Zach has been offered contract. Yeah. Um, Pretty and big deal. It, that is a piece of news, but we do have some more <laughs> news, more pertinent news to you, the listener. Fair enough. Uh, the first piece of that being, there's just continued conversation about NWSL coming to Sacramento. Uh, Alicia Rodriguez from Indomitable City Soccer. You can go read uh, her little write-up about it. I haven't read it just because I saw it, and I was like, you know what? This is going to say the same thing. What, what did you think it was? I read it. So what did you think it was going to say? So I thought it was going to say uh, that conversations are continuing, and there's really nothing to report of substance other than that apparently they're still talking. Is that right? 
You are 100% accurate, my guy. Yeah. So, and, you know, we put this in here because Zach read it, not so we didn't just be like, oh, here's something to <laughs> yeah, talk about. I, so, I mean, she talked about a, a credible source close to this that are things are looking good. That's about that's about as riveting as that news will get. Things are looking good for an NWSL team. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I want to say she said things are looking better and better. I think that was the quote from the article. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that is the team, if that team eventually plays out Papa Murphy's Park. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And they have talked about an expansion team, so that could be it. Yeah. Um, also, the Scuffed Soccer Podcast, another soccer podcast for you. Um, they put together a top. I believe it was a top ten. Saw so top was ten. Nine. Top nine. Yeah. Um, young USL talents. Yeah. Te- teenagers to watch in the USL. And Hayden Sargis was number five on their list. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, it, it, I believe, around minute 40 uh, of their last podcast. It was if like it, almost exactly 40. If you have some time, go go listen to it. They said a lot of good things. Um, what I thought was really interesting is the the like bar that they had kind of put him at. Um, what they were judging him at was really high. And they were talking about, you know, he's kind of in the realm of, of at least talking about a um, U.S., men's national team u20s roster spot whether that be a reserve spot or whatever um at the center back spot this at least he's in that conversation which for a kid that came in at the beginning of the season has played not even a dozen usl games that's that's pretty good yeah i mean so the the podcast is run by a guy named adam bells um and i've heard him on a few other podcasts that i listen to um and I wasn't surprised to see his name in there just because there aren't a lot of independent USL teams that have teenagers starting regularly. So I was kind of like, yeah, he'll be in there. And going into it, I was thinking, okay, first of all, I don't think the order mattered, but it did. They they ordered the players they talked about in terms of uh, how, how talented or, you know, just their overall ranking of them, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he was at four or five, really five um, yeah. is significant. Yeah. Um, and this also included teenagers at League One. And that's really just because FC Dallas's team is at League One and they have a really good academy and all their players are now going to come through uh, their League One team, North Texas SC. So I was surprised that he was that high. I thought he might have been lower just because I, in my head, I'm just assuming that you know, Major League Soccer two teams, uh, their players are just valued higher because they're associated with a Major League Soccer team. But uh, Adam Bell's and he had a, a another guy on. I can't remember who what his name was, but they were complimentary of Sargis in terms of uh, his uh, how, how comfortable he looks. And overall also, talent for his age. Yeah, overall talent for his age, and also um, the fact that he is starting, like he's yeah. the penned-in starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, they obviously he's been playing with Tomas Hilliard Arce, who uh, got benched this past game. Who did get benched this past More game on at that the half later? <laughs> um, and they were like, he he Sargis looks better than Tomas Hilliard Arce, who you know played at Stanford and won championships and was drafted number two overall by the LA Galaxy and years you know ago. made some uh, Major League Soccer appearances and was a very highly touted uh, center back, yeah. Major League Soccer prospect, which is why he was taken number two overall, you know, two, three, four years ago. And yeah, they were like, three. yeah, Sargis at 17. I think he turns 18 this year, I think. I'm not sure. Um, he looks better than him. And I, I have to say I agree with that. Now, I do as well. I think where our analysis starts to split at least mine is how critical they were and i won't go into detail because it kind of takes away the six minute conversation that they had about him but i'm not and zach and i and nolan we're not quite as critical of sargis because he's only played eight and a half games like he got yanked at half a couple games ago so he's only played eight and a half games in usl so i'm not gonna really hold that over him like Players need time to grow. Yeah, he's still growing. Yep, um, absolutely. So you know, go listen to that. It's it's really only a six minute long conversation. It's good. I, I think especially what they say at the end about where he falls in the US U twenty pool of players is interesting. It's very interesting to me. Um, moving on, Adam Grinwist is officially out with the torn ACL. Um, we did see him 
on the sideline, not the sideline, but like on the in the stands um, for this game, full, uh, you know, yeah. what, foam knee brace thing, full apparatus. Yeah, like he just had uh, surgery or is yeah. going to have surgery stuff like. I think it's the type of thing that you see when someone just had surgery. Yeah, so I think he. Has. I'm going to go ahead and say that he's probably had that operation, uh, but he's done so. Done so, Gonzalez, and time. Zach, we'll just get into it now. You liked Diaz even last year when he yeah. started those four games uh, when Cohen was transferred mm-hmm. to uh, ha- Ma- Haifa. Maccabi Haifa in Israel. Yeah. You thought that Diaz should have stayed. Instead, it's Bobby Shuttleworth, who actually they yeah. loaned in Bobby Shuttleworth, who played well and yeah. started a game for uh, the Chicago Fire this past week. Um, mm-hmm. didn't, the team didn't do well, and I, I think he did okay, but... Now that we've had Diaz for, what is it, three games? At least three games. It's three or four games? Yeah. Do you think he should stay? Yes or no? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. I've been very impressed with him this time around again. I think, you know, back to last year in that little window um, where he had started, I, the with Sacramento, there's there's a level the the bar is kind of raised. The expectation of a goaltender in Sacramento is high because we've always had good goaltenders. So I think initially, like last year, when he had came in and he had started, the the pressure was just too much. I think for the front office to trust him because it's like you know, oh, this guy's young. I think that just like the, the bar for a for a goalie is high in Sacramento. We've just We've made it that. We've always had good goalies, Sacramento. This time around, I hope that they don't. I really hope that we stick with with Rafa because, again, he's played really well. Um, yeah, I don't think he's that young. I think he's like 28. Okay, maybe not young. Inexperienced. I mean, he was at New York Red Bulls too before he came to Sacramento. So I don't I don't think he's that, that inexperienced. I, I think it's... For whatever reason, he was never up to that level. Like you said, like we, he doesn't, he hadn't, at least for the perception of it, didn't reach that standard. Yeah, he wasn't touted as like one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. So, if, if and we've always kind of had that. Yeah, that exactly. So no, I definitely see what you're saying. I think it'll be fine unless there's another injury and then what do we do are we supposed to put in 16 year old oh yeah oh yeah uh, big academy time. guy what is it that's a big i want to say his name's like burma i don't even know i saw him he's he looks like a child yeah he looks like he's because 16 because he is a child yeah <laughs> so i wouldn't be surprised if, if we brought somebody in yeah and but I, however this is covid season yeah but i i think uh briggs even said that last post-match not this this okay. game but the pre- the previous one he was asked you know are you planning on bringing another goalie and he said we like rafa he's our starter but we have been exploring loaning in another go- or acquiring another goalie and it makes sense i mean you don't you don't want to trust a 16 no. year old so no not that not because he's young just because like i literally don't think they trust him like if they trusted him to be the backup then he would be the backup yeah you know what I mean? like he would be the rafa diaz He's not. Yeah, He's they not. don't trust him. So, again, talking about this standard that we have at Sacramento, I don't. I you know, even before that, I don't think they trust him. With yeah. that in play, they definitely don't yeah. Trust so, last him. thing before I let Zach move on to the next thing, Cody Lorendi. I'm pretty sure. I'm. You'd have. I'd have to look it up, and I'll look it up while Zach is talking about this next news thing. But he had 105 saves last year, and he's right now the backup goalie for Oklahoma City. Like they brought in another goalie to play over him. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and he's about the same age as Rafa, like late okay. 20s. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that he might be available for loan. And if that's the case, I mean, this guy is a better goalie than Rafa Diaz, okay. in my opinion. Very good goalie. Yeah, so if you're looking for a guy to start over Rafa Diaz, I that has to be your target. If you're just looking for a backup, you you just go find another backup somewhere yeah. on a team that is willing to loan and bring him in as a body. Yeah. So keep an eye on that name. If they are looking for a starter... A guy that I know in the Western Conference that might be available, Cody Lorendi. Zach, what's the next news thing? Finally, for the news segment, OC game. There was an Orange County game scheduled a couple weeks ago. Got rescheduled because of some positive COVID tests. That game has been rescheduled for Wednesday, September 9th at Papas Murphy's. 
Um, OC is a team with some really good defense and some really bad offense. They have seven goals in six games, but they've only allowed two goals in six games. So um, probably will be a boring game. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, But that has been rescheduled September 9th at Papa's Murphy's Wednesday night. Um, And that concludes the new segment. Okay, so Cody the Rendy was the backup to CJ Cochran, who was the starter in Fresno last year. He was, a, he, and he had a good year, CJ Cochran, as a as a goalie. Oh, okay. In Fresno, gotcha. But just this past game, they they switched. Oh. So I don't know if there's a bit of a battle, but one of those guys has got to be available. Yeah. So anyway, if they're looking for a starter, if the team's looking for a starter, go to OKC. from the Western Conference, a team, a guy that knows the Western Conference. Yeah. That could be one. Eastern Conference, I have absolutely no idea. I'd yeah. have to do some research. But all right, let's get into the review of the game. Um, lineup. So first of all, score. Score. Uh, spoiler alert. We're about to say the score. <laughs> okay. Two to one, Sacramento. Yes, sir. Wins this game over the Portland Timbers, too. Uh, the mighty Portland Timbers. Yep. Sacramento's lineup from back to front, goalie to forward. Diaz is your goalie, left to right. Uh, your back four is Ash, Sargis, uh, Hilliard, Arce, and McCrary. That's not that's not new. That's been the same back four for a while. Uh, and then your midfield hold your your two midfielders are Roro and Skundrick, and they would kind of rotate as the six and the eight. Um, and then uh, left to right, your attacking midfielders: Formella, Bijev, Belmar. So Bijev kind of playing that ten role. Um, and then the wingers being Formella and Belmar. And then up top, you had Awasa. The subs were Mahoney, came in for Hilliard Arce at the half, something we will talk about. Mm-hmm. And then your next sub was Werner, coming in for Bijev. Um, that pushed Formella centrally, Werner out wide. And then Gomez and Panagos both came in in the 83rd minute. Uh, Gomez, that is Shannon Gomez, the, yes. the now uh, is trying to get match fit Gomez, came in for Belmar which pushed Ash up to the wing and Gomez at left back. And then Panagos came in uh, as a midfielder for a few minutes, got on the ball a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, let, let's talk about let, – let's go back to Hilliard Arce and Mahoney. Okay. okay. So Har- Hilliard Arce plays the first half. Move your hips. And uh, I think his play was indicative of the first half. And then Mahoney plays the second half. So let's talk about first and the second half. Yeah. Uh, quite quite the tale of two halves. We have, I mean, beginning of the game, you know, just feeling each other out, a couple of chances here, a couple of chances there for both teams. Um, and uh, about 12, I want to say 12 or 15 minutes in, um, T2 has a great, great chance with uh, Rafa making an ex- extremely good save. It was a powerful ball, uh, top of the 18, just to the right of the 18. Um and that was scary. I'm not gonna lie. Like that, and I feel like the it it kind of took a toll on the the republic. Like you, I think it's we. I think maybe Sacramento maybe expected a little bit to kind of walk all over this team, um, and that was not happening. And a couple minutes later, in the the 23rd minute, um, T2 slots home. What was a really good goal? Uh, it was a great pass. An extremely good turn um, and a great shot by, I forget his name. Who's the guy that scored? Jorge Gonzalez. Jorge Gonzalez. Um, if you haven't looked uh, at the highlights, definitely uh, go to that 23rd minute. It is, it is, I mean, it's impressive. It was an impressive turn um, and a really clinical finish. And that was a big moment in the game. Yeah. So just to show, kind of illustrate for people, uh, what Zach is talking about. I'm going to just read off the minute that Portland had a shot in the first minute. Mm-hmm. So there's the fifth minute, the 10th, the 13th, the 20th, the 21st, the 23rd, which is a goal. Yeah. And then there's a gap going all the way up to the 39th, the 41st, and then the 46th. So stoppage time. Or that might that might be the second half. I can't really, it doesn't really tell me. Uh-huh. Um, so let's just say there, that's it. So there's just one section of about, mm, I want to say, 10 minutes in here where Sacramento had, it looks like not just possession, but we're getting their chances. Yeah. Other than that, it really was mostly Portland. 
Yeah. Like from even when they were defending, they looked pretty well in control. There, I don't remember anything that was like, oh, that should have been a finish in the first half. So, I mean, I have to... For Sacramento? For Sacramento, yeah. Other than Sam's one uh, one chance right in the six-yard box. Yeah. Um, Sam had a chance, I believe, at the 33rd minute. Skundrick? Who's Sam? No, Sam, not Sam. Um, Cam. Cam. Cameron Awasa. Yes. Um, should have put a goal in. Yes. In probably a 33rd minute. I, th- yeah, I want to okay. say 33rd minute. You're right. Other than that, you're right. Yeah. So let, let's just talk about uh, the stats then real fast. First half, second half. So first half, Sack took uh, six shots. They had five in the box, no goals. Portland in the first half, nine shots, six in the box, and they had a goal. Mm. Now in the second half, Sacramento also took six shots, five in the box. This time it were ended up in two goals. Portland in the second half, however, only took three shots. They had no shots in the box. So yeah. they're, they're all longer range efforts and it ended up in no goals. Now that's this, that's just the shooting stats for the first half, the second half to kind of illustrate that Portland in the first half was kind of everywhere. Yeah. They, they were, they had a lot of production. Now for they the game, yeah. for the game, both teams had 12 shots, five on target. Possession, this was the highest possession game for Sacramento <laughs> this season. Crazy. 57%, Portland 43%. Crosses, open play crosses, Sacramento 28 to Portland's 11. Big chances created, Sacramento 3, Portland 2. Yellow cards were uh, Sacramento 2 and the Timbers 1. So, uh, and I think it was a very well of- officialed game. And I, I think the yellows show that. There, there really weren't huge egregious fouls. Uh, nothing really. This wasn't a super physical game like no. we've seen in the past. There was that one. One of those yellow cards that went to the Timbers was a pretty heavy foul on. It was. It was. I want to say Ash. I, I can't remember because because there were two really that were one. very close, and I think that's why um, the, play, the Timbers got a, a yellow. Yeah, very that, close in like five minutes. I'm saying. Yeah, and that happened after we had gone up. It was in the second one. half. Yeah. Other than that, though, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a super chippy game. No, it wasn't. Um. Other than that, there weren't. There's not any other stat that sticks out uh, to me other than Sacramento creating chances. Mm-hmm. Right? We we've talked about this. We have three big chances created. Zach mentioned there was uh, one miss that Cam had. It. I mean, it was four yards away. Yeah. From from the, the goal. Yeah. Yeah. From from the goal. That was one of. The big chances. The other was in the six-yard box. Yeah, the others. The other two chances would be the two goals. Yeah. Um, yep. I I have to say though, and if you listen to our last episode with, with Nolan and I about the the season progress report, the thing we talked about was not being able to score. The first two, the the first two, there were really honestly, I think there were four big chances because. Uh. Skundrick had a um, oh, huge, I mean, not huge miss. Yeah, was, so that's definitely It was a great four. save. But, it was an amazing save. But Skundrick had a, a chance that was saved that n- almost nearly went in. Mm-hmm. Uh, close range, hits it hard, kind of at the keeper. Keeper is able to get a hand on it. The ball bounces off the top of the inside of the post. Yeah. And then just falls right into the the goalie's arms as he's turning around to see what happened. And it was like, how did that not go in? I know. Cam had his miss where he should have just hit it hard. Yeah. Instead, he tries to pass it. I want to say 33rd. Yeah, it was was the 33rd. He tries to pass it right past the goalie. Um, Let me just look. Attempt. Yep, it was the the 36th. 36th. And then Werner's uh, attempt in the second half was the 52nd. Okay. So... Warner's or Scundrick? Sorry, Scundrick. Gotcha. Warner didn't uh, have a shot. So those, we really wanted him to. I keep saying Sam. You're saying Warner. We really wanted yeah. him to have a shot. But anyway. So at that point, once those two chances are missed in the 52nd, in my head, I'm like, okay, we're going to get more chances. Yeah. But we could have easily had been up two to one right now. Yeah. And been thinking. And won the game four to one. Yeah. And, yeah. And th- exactly. In the end. Yeah. Yeah. So. And again, if you listen to Nolan and I, this is going to be a little bit of a repeat, but we talked about, but Zach wasn't on 
mm-hmm. that show. Zach wasn't in that conversation. So even though these last four games have been wins, they have been two one nil wins. Yeah. Against uh I believe Reno and then Portland. And yep. the last two wins have been multiple goal scored. Um and three one against Tacoma. Three one and two one two against one Portland. against Portland. And you could look at that run of form and say, oh, maybe Sacramento's goal scoring is, is taking a turn. Yeah, which, five goals in two games. Which it po- probably has. Cam only before those two games, before two games ago. So before the Tacoma game last week, mm-hmm. Cam had only scored one goal this season, and it was a penalty. But he scored in both of the last two games, open goal, like open play goals. There weren't penalties. There weren't set pieces or anything like that. Formella continues his scoring against Tacoma. And now... Uh, Skundrick gets on the board again. And Cam, again, with the game-winning goal. So you could look at these last few games and say, maybe things are turning up. But when I look at 2-1 to one against Portland, yeah, and then I look at two big chances that are missed, I, I'm, in, I'm inclined to think that we just played two not very good teams, and the goal scoring really hasn't, gotten better no what do you think we've still struggled well and so and to go yeah to go off that when we play good teams when we get out of this weird regular season slash group play thing that's going on we only have six games left of that when we get into postseason and we're playing good teams we have to finish those chances we're going to lose games it's just that's just how it's gonna go yeah and I think along with that, we really haven't played a, a particularly good defense this year. No, yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, San Diego's was was good, and and we didn't score. Um, but other than that, uh, other than that Reno's team, I mean, Reno Reno's team. been okay. Yeah, uh, I think they've they've conceded. No, no 10. they've been good. They've been good. They've they've conceded eight and eight games. Okay, never mind. That, they, that's, that's that's a good, good defense. If you're conceding that's... a goal a game, you're you're looking at that saying, okay, that's okay. Yeah. But when I'm specifically thinking of Orange County, mm-hmm. Orange County is yeah, a team yeah. that we could potentially see round one, if not hypothetically round two in the playoffs, because their their group uh, their group B. Yeah, we will play Group B, and we play them like we said September 9th. Yep, they've conceded. Zach, is this right? Two goals. They've conceded two goals in. Six games. Yeah, so you look at them right now, and they're second in their group with, I think, 14 points. Yep. But I think Phoenix is in first, and they've played nine games? Yeah, they have. So if you look at... three games on them. If you do the math, points per game, they've got to be very close. Uh, I mean... Well, OC has three games on Phoenix. If those three games in hand are won by Orange County, they're in first. I, I mean, two wins and a draw, they're in first. Yeah, there you go. And they're going to have to play Phoenix. So all I'm saying is I don't think Sacramento has really been tested defensively other than possibly San Diego. You, do you have it open, Zach? I do. Okay, what's San Diego? San Diego's uh, season stats? Yeah. San Diego's played nine games. Okay. They have seven goals for, 11 goals against. So a good okay. defense, terrible offense. Yeah. And what, what are their points? Uh, they have 11 points. They're third in their pool. Okay. So they're they're probably out even at this point unless they have a big turnaround they're, and they're, they're able yeah, to they're catch out. one of those two top teams. They're out because they well maybe they're not out but it's not looking good because yeah. they have nine games played and OC has only six. Yeah, and they're not catching Phoenix. No, probably not. So so I I think the or, the Orange County game in a couple weeks is going to be very yeah that's indicative. a big deal. Now we're going to get into like a small preview of Portland coming. That's no, not that yeah. doesn't help. That doesn't really show anything. For the Sacramento fan of, oh, how is Sacramento yeah. going to face up against a good team? Because Portland's not a good team. No. So I don't know if these past few games have have really shown a turn uh, that Sacramento is starting to put have a really finish, good... Yeah. yeah. Because there's still too many... Become more consistent chances. in the final third, yeah. So just to, uh, j- just to illustrate that, I was looking at the league's uh, stats this, this year. <clears throat> and I'll pull it up again. So this is this is the big chances missed, big chances missed uh, for for ac- across the league, yeah, a- across east and west. 
Whole USL championship. Okay, so I'll do big chances created first. Big okay. chances created first. Uh, so the the top, your top four are Solomon Asante with seven, Canardo Forbes with six, um, a guy named Robert Coronado, who I've never heard of, five, and then Sam Werner, five. So Sam Werner in limited minutes has created five. Mm-hmm. And then you go all the way down, you keep scrolling, you keep scrolling, and you will find that I believe Formella is next on the team. And he has, sorry, Skundrick with two. And then there's a, oh, maybe I passed him. Anyway, Formella is on this list with three. I remember that. There's a there, there's another player from from Sacramento, but... Roro? Is it Roro? Maybe. I can't remember. But if you go to missed chances, yeah. big chances missed. Okay. Big chances missed. Cameron Awasa, six. That's tied for second in the league. And then Formella with three. Okay, so that's what it is. Formella has three big chances missed. Sam Warner, three big chances missed. Uh, and then there's one more from Sacramento, Bijev, with two big chances missed. So when you look at all of that and you say, wow, Sacramento may be creating a good amount of chances because if you go to the team stats, Sacramento is, I believe, fifth in the league with uh, big chances created. And they are uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They are sixth in the league with big chances created. So they're up there in the league with creating chances, but they have too many players that are missing chances. Yeah. And and I think Cam having three goals right now, he could arguably easily have Double six. That, yeah. Yeah, easily. And then... I mean that that takes us from uncomfortable one zero wins where the only goal is a penalty or off a corner or something like that to okay, more comfortable two zero mm-hmm. or more comfortable two to one or yeah. maybe we draw with LA one to one, stuff like that. So I don't think Sacramento's goal scoring has uh has really been solved. I still think you look at Cam and say he's not he doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look clinical. And Zach, you brought up something from a player from last year that really changed the pace for Sacramento with Thomas Edavolson. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, so, I mean, why don't you just talk about him? I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. Yeah, no, I we last year we, we struggled with a lot of the same problems, but we it was compounded with the fact that we really had no identity as a team. Um, and we had this year we're winning games and they're close last year we were losing games there was a stretch there where we were losing games and it was tough and Thomas Anavolson came in and it was huge for us and we went on a winning streak because we have so many players on this team that can create chances but they're not necessarily excellent finishers they're just not Sam Warner uh, great he he can he sets plays up well not necessarily a huge finisher he can finish but it's not his calling card. Uh, Formella, he's only scored in two games this year. Last year did not show that when he came in, didn't show that either. It didn't show that uh, ability to finish clinically. Um, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Bijev. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um, the same can be said about Bijev. Um, so we have all these pieces. We have all these offensive pieces that can create chances. Um, and that is kind of who they are as players but are not finishers. And last year, when Thomas Anavolson came in, somebody who is a clinical finisher, has made a career of it, is better than that. He's not just that. He can pass the ball around. Uh, he's very vocal. He's a very savvy veteran guy. But he finishes. He's clinical in the final third. And because we had that, we thrived. Even on a team that lacked identity, we still thrived. So for me, looking at this is like, man, it seems to me this is still a new coach. We seem to have more of an identity now. We seem to have players that are buying in more. How amazing would it be is if we had another Thomas Enovolson like player come in who is clinical in the final third. I keep saying final third. I want to final third is the the offensive part of the pitch. Um, somebody who's clinical there who can put goals away can finish. Um, 
that would be huge for our team. Yeah, and, and to illustrate the identity piece, if you're saying, well, what are you what are you talking about? How did Sacramento like what's Sacramento's identity this year compared to last yeah. year? Sacramento presses the ever living daylight yes. out of a team. When yeah. so, the, like you're saying, the final third. It, if you look at the field long ways divided into thirds, right? Yep. The final third is your team's attacking side. It's the yes. it's the goal that you are supposed to score at. When Sacramento loses the ball in their final third, they press so, so heavily. Hard. I, I mean, you hear it from the bench. Yeah. Second ball. Second ball. Yeah. That. That is a huge part of Sacramento's identity is yep. when we lose the ball, we are going to run, sprint after you, and swarm the player. Not necessarily swarm the player like out of control, but in uh, in like a man-to-man type of marking, whoever's guy that is with the ball, hmm. so if it's a fullback and uh, let's say Formella's on the wing, Formella is supposed to sprint after that fullback and close him down with the hopes of everyone behind him being in position so that we can win the ball back and therefore create a chance, right? So when, when the other team loses that ball, they're in shambles. They're, they're, they were pushing up because they were trying to advance down to their final third. Yeah. So there's not a lot of defenders there. They're all going to be running back, uh, you know, chest facing the goal. And when that happens, generally speaking, where your body is facing, that's where the ball is going to go. So that's yep. why you want to get a defense running toward their goal. Uh, that is a huge part of Sacramento's identity. And again, that's reflected in the stats. Sacramento has the second most uh, final third possessions, final th- possessions won in the final third in the league, mm-hmm. in the whole league. Yeah. So uh, when we look at that defensive strategy paired with, uh, I think, pretty strong fullback and center back play, just the back four has been really, yeah. really good. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, if you look at four of four. Uh, goals created from fullbacks. So Barahona and Ash both have one apiece. And then McCrary has two assists. He had an assist in this game. Uh, great passing from our center backs. Mm-hmm. Very uh, dominant in the air with Thomas Hilliard Arce. Um, a huge, uh, I think, passing is much wider range of passing for uh, Sargis. He, he's able yeah. to ping ping passes across the field to really be developing some confidence in doing so yeah, at this level. W- when you pair so that defensive strategy with a, a good solid back four and a number 6 in row yeah. row or Skundrick as they rotate that uh, I think is more than capable of winning a ball um, and running around the field and being energetic that is a not just a defensive strategy but that bleeds over into how you create chances specifically in the final third which is yeah. what we didn't yeah. have last year so when you look at all of that yes. and say wow this is a coach that brings so much to the to the to the whiteboard to the field uh, is is a good player developer as we saw that in the monarchs you you have yeah. to ask what's going on yeah especially when uh, 2017 as a coach mark briggs took the monarchs to the number one seed they, they won the west now they lost to sacramento in the playoffs on penalties yep. but they were still there. 2018, they were number four in the West. You have to say this is a coach that is known for winning, a coach for known for developing players, has a clear identity. Mm-hmm. The problem is with clearly yes. the players. And with the finishing. Cause, so, you, I mean, you could break it up. Break it up um, by position. Our goaltending has been solid. Our center back play has been solid. Hayden Sargis has played very well. Our fullback play, even with Ash, Ash has pl- been has, solid. Has been solid and has has really seemed to develop over the you know um, nine games he's played. Yeah, and and I mean not only just solid, you can then add in depth. I mean Matt Mahoney as a backup center back, Dak yeah. Keenan, who's at this point really more of a coach. I I, I mean, think that's fair. Yeah, if there's an injury, he'll dress, but he's really more of a coach. But that's good center backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gomez coming back. He literally sat with the coaches yesterday. Yeah. He was <laughs> he's wearing coaching gear. Yeah, he's yeah. basically a coach. Um Matt Mahoney center back as we said. Uh yeah. Shannon Gomez coming back. He's now uh yeah, yeah, played. I mean, we have the team MVP Jaime Villarreal from 2019 on the, on the bench, bench, bro. Not even now, getting it, in. So and uh, to go off that. So you you look at that back line. Solid. Our midfield is one of the best midfields in the league. We have Andrew Wheeler Aminu 
Well, hurt, hurt right now. He's hurt. He got an ankle injury. Hurt right now, but on the bench as an option when he's healthy. We have, we have Jaime Villarreal, team MVP, on the bench. We have Roro starting. We have Drew Skundrick, who just scored, starting, who has shown to be a solid player. Like this, That's a midfield that is really, really good. So then you're good there. Goalie's good. Backline's good. Midfield's looking solid. You have winger pieces that are good. Sam Warner you know is a is a I mean, role he player was, he was electric last year though i, I mean it's in, fair in yes. a system last year that had no plan going forward sam yeah. warner said that's fine i can dribble at people and create yes that's who and sam warner did. is and not only that he he like you said he can finish um uh, i mean yeah if he if he has to yeah he can't yeah. belmar honestly I'm still trying to get a pulse. This for just feels like we've gone into like a squad analysis, which is fine. Yeah. And I think we need to talk about Belmar because I don't know really what he brings to the table other than speed. He's a, he's a fast guy. I've I've been talking to people, and earlier on in the season, we wanted to see Belmar. He was touted as like this is the number two goal scoring option with Cam and Roro is yeah. going to be this guy pulling strings. Yeah. From further up the field, deeper in the field doesn't matter. Yeah. He's going to be this he's the game breaker type of passer. And Belmar has an assist a last game against Tacoma. Uh don't know how he did that because his crosses were all over the place yesterday. Or I mean, sorry, on Saturday. Yeah, and I mean I I think he's a good player. But I honestly think this league has passed him. Yeah, I would agree. That's, I think, a good I mean, assessment. You have to go back two, three seasons. I mean, including this season, you have to go back three seasons to when he was a consistent goal scorer. Yep. I, I just, I honestly think, other than pace, he doesn't do much. Now, Formella, I think we've seen he's a good finisher. And we've seen flashes. Yeah, we've seen flashes of it. But I don't think he's good defensively. He No. And he doesn't have the body type This was for his it problem last year, and I was saying, slow. I was saying, okay, he's new to the team. He's figuring out whatever the defensive plan is. He's figuring it out. Yeah. I still see him being out of position, and because there's no fans, we can hear everything Briggs says. Uh-huh. I still hear Briggs say, good, like, he says, good position, Derek, which I think he's really saying, be in a good position, Derek. Like, okay. make sure you're in a good position. Like, this is something they talk about a lot. Yeah. He's like, hey, remember. And like, it's that quick, yeah. good position. Come so, on, good position. So instead of saying, Derek, be in a good position, because it's that's a long position. phrase. It's just, good position, Derek. Like, and it, the, like his with inflection. Thomas Hilliard Arce. Hips. Yeah. With, and his inflection isn't, good position. It's, good position. Like, yeah. Like, like a reminder. Remember, yeah. Good position. Like, so I don't, I think that's a big problem when you want to win possession in the final third. Now. Formella does have a good amount of possessions won, but that's the yeah. system. I don't think that's him. Because yeah, fair. Bijev has more possessions won than he does. And we know Bijev doesn't defend very strongly. No. So No. Neither I, does uh, no Skundrich knows that too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then we go to Cam and we say, You're just not finishing. Like Yeah. I think Cam is great defensively. Which is what he's supposed to do. That's but we were, where he's at. On. We were talking with, uh, what was it, Evan Ream, and he was saying, like, I've never been impressed with Cam's off-the-ball movement. Like, Yeah. Like, no, nobody has. People That's that not watch, a, yeah. if you really just watch Cam, there's not a lot that he does other than score, which yeah. you could say, well, there's he's a, a goal there's scorer. A, there's a lane for that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lane for that. But what happens when your goal scorer... The only thing he does is score goals, and he isn't scoring. Can't do it. Like that's the thing. Like, okay, I'll make a comparison here, and it's they're obviously talent is wildly different. But Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay. Right? If you don't know soccer, if you don't watch European soccer, Zlatan is a name that you maybe have are familiar with. Uh, all the guy has done his entire career yeah. everywhere across Europe and now North America, all he's done is score goals, beautiful goals. Crazy goals, mm-hmm. goal of the year, goal of the decade type goals. What happens if that guy stops scoring? There's there's no need for him on the field. He brings nothing else to the team other than finishing. Yep. That's kind of how I'm starting to view Cam. Yeah. When he's on, he can be, uh, I mean, the past two years, he scored 17 goals. That's the type of player he can be. And that yeah. doesn't sound like- When he's like- on, he's that- that final piece yeah. to the puzzle. But he's not on right now, so no. I don't... 
and with Belmar, like we said, he hasn't really brought a lot to the table. Formella, he can finish, but when he's been up top, he's only scored against middle schoolers from Tacoma. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to go and say he's a solid finisher. And one of the things Nolan was saying in our group text was, we asked Coach Briggs in the offseason, do you plan on bringing in another forward? And at the time, in my head, I was thinking, Nolan, I think there's enough forwards here. But Nolan was looking at the, really looking at the, the chart and saying, we've got guys that are wingers that can play yeah. up top. We have uh, Bijev, who's really more of a 10 at this point, I think, not a forward. 10, attacking midfielder, yeah. You're really a guy that's a true center forward. I think the really the only one you have in this system is Cam. So, yep, true. I kind of now I'm going back to Nolan saying actually I think he's That's he's a fair right. point. Yeah. I so, I guess my question to you Zach is so yeah, to bring this back around. Uh going forward, we just talked about bringing in a goalie. Yeah, uh-huh. Should we talk about just like last season, it we did it last, halfway through last season, we brought in Thomas Anna Wilson. Tom, should we just start the conversation that maybe we need to bring in a forward. I, 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 yeah, I think that's fair because, like you said, who who's there other than Cam? Nobody. Derek, Darius Formella. We got him. He's more of a winger. I think that now that we've seen, and this is a conversation with Cam that's been going on since preseason, okay? We have yeah. six games left in the regular season. We're about to go into playoffs in a couple months here. Eight. Now with this game. Yeah. Sorry, seven. Seven. Excuse yeah, me. seven. He, the touch is still not there. Yes, he scored, but think about think about his hold-up play on Saturday. Go back, look at that hold-up play. It's bad. His touch is not there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if there is money, if there is money available for a goalie, spend it on a striker. That's where we need to put it. Yeah. Uh, forward. I, I actually, I want, I want to agree with you that if you only have money to bring in one player, yeah, bring in the forward. Mm-hmm. It still makes me nervous about the goalie. Like, what if Diaz goes down? Then we're screwed. Yeah, that, um, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, there is, a, there is a chance this year, I think, to do something special in the sense of, um. If you are, if you can make a deeper run and there's a chance that by October you're able to have a thousand fans or something, like that yeah. could be very special. It could be something very special for the city of Sacramento, especially when we talk about how bad the Kings have been. Um, how bad this year has been. How bad this year has been. There's a chance to really, I think, leave a mark because sports are just very unique this year. And I think if you were to, yeah, do something. Uh, it could be very memorable. Yeah, well, think the, about think about the, entertainment right now. Yeah, sports are the only really source of entertainment going on in this COVID time. You know, this is a big time for them to to really try and yeah take a risk maybe. Yeah, and if they only have money for a, a single single player and they um, they kind of could use a goalie for safety, don't. Use it on a striker and gamble a little bit and trying to make a run here. Yeah, and I I, ha- I have to think also that Ben Gumpert, president, um, general manager Todd Donovan, they were looking at this squad preseason going, we've got a good team here. Yeah, yeah. We could be primed to do something and go deep. I think they still could be. I think we've gotten. I don't want to say lucky. I, I, I think the team has been prepared much better this year than last year, even in the short nine games. So let's just kind of keep the, uh, the things in perspective really quickly, um, and then we'll kind of uh, wrap up. I, I guess. Um, we're halfway through the season. If you would have told me halfway through the season that Sacramento was going to be tied for fifth and they would have a solid defense um, and they would be creating a ton of chances, I would be very happy. Yeah. 
And then if you would have told me that halfway through the season, Sacramento can't finish, I would have said that's not uncommon. I mean, going back, Tommy Stewart, problems finishing. Um, Sammy Ochoa, the guy that we brought in in Cam's in-between year at, uh, uh, what's it called? Sporting Kansas City. Who do we bring in for an interview? Uh, big, tall, blonde guy. Big, tall, blonde guy. Um, Captain. Uh, oh, on. Justin Braun? Justin Braun. Yeah. Definitely was streaky and had trouble finishing some Yeah, um, Samuel Choi, problems. Justin Braun, yeah, trouble. Yeah, big time. Um, Tyler Blackwood, trouble. Oh, yeah. And Until now, he left. And Yeah. Uh, so uh, everyone we've brought into Sacramento has had trouble. And I would say, like, yeah, Cam's having trouble. It, it was only a matter of time. Unless he was going to be, like, one of those club legendary players, which I still think he is. But Yeah, yeah. I, I would have said, yeah, that's normal. But when you look at it in the context of this season and the uniqueness that is, you know, the tournament that we're playing, basically. Yeah. Sacramento still has a shot. That's incredible to me. Yeah. Sacramento has a shot. Not, I mean, I think playoffs is almost a guarantee unless of a major defensive slip up. I mean, we're 11 points ahead of Tacoma. 11 points ahead of Tacoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have six points, or six games, seven games left to go, so there's still a... a even, even, to put it this way, even with the way that we're playing right now, currently, we're going to make playoffs. Yeah. There's even a shot that we take the number one spot. Yeah, there's All a we shot. have to do is beat Reno next time we play them, and that's... We have, we have two, two, and two. Two games against Reno, two games against Tacoma, two games against T2. And then... Orange County. And Orange County. That, so, that honestly, that Orange County game is going to be huge. That's a big game. Because that's that, the best team we play. Well, I mean, Reno. Yeah. But, I mean, if if we beat Reno, that's like no points for them plus points for us. It's yeah. Kind of, it's, a, it's a swing. Yep. Where if Tacoma, or sorry, if Orange County beats us, I mean, that's the only team that uh, can really, I think, has a shot to... Take points away from us. Take points away from us. While Reno is playing either Tacoma or T2. Right. So, anyway, within the context of this season, I think you really have to tip your hat to Briggs and say, this is a forward problem. This is a personnel issue. This is I a... I would agree. Uh, <laughs> Bro, no. last year... Liter- so, so, you did a great job of specifying what we've seen as an identity for this Sac Republic team under Coach Briggs. We had spent last year hours, hours trying to figure out some sort of identity that Simon Elliott had put forth for his team. We had spent so much time just trying to understand, and, 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 and we couldn't because they had no identity. So, Coach Briggs, I think, in a very small amount of time, he's coached nine games. What what was it? Mm-hmm. What are we at, nine games? Has, has really developed an identity for this team and seems to have players that have bought in. So, yeah, I would agree. I don't think it's a Coach Briggs problem. I think it is a forward, not just a team problem, not a player problem, but a forward problem. Yeah. So, I think we've belabored that point. Yes. Obviously, we could just say going into this next game, which is not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Yeah. Um, we got a little break. Wednesday, the 2nd of September. Yep. Obviously, we could just say, well, we need forwards to finish. I don't I don't know if it's quite that simple now. Like, I think what we're maybe more getting at is it's nine games. Normally, we'd say, well, that's a, that's a quarter of the season – we have time to figure out and turn it around. Yeah. We don't have that time. No, we don't. If you're going to make a change, if you're going to bring in somebody... Yeah, it's got to be now. It's got to be now. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and say, like, if if someone's not brought in in the next... Really? Couple weeks. Couple weeks? It's not going to happen. Nope. And you, you just got to go with what you got. And maybe this... Maybe the front office is saying, hey, you know what? This is okay this year. We'll, we'll make the playoffs. We'll keep that streak alive. And we'll be fine. We'll we'll lose three zero to Phoenix, and yeah. no one will care. Type yeah. of thing. No one in the front office will care because yeah. it's Phoenix. Because you, yeah, it's Phoenix. We, you had to work with what you got. You were in playoffs, yeah. But honestly, I don't I don't know if Belmar Formella, I don't know if they'll be back next year unless they turn something on. I think Cam, 
Cam's probably earned a year. Yeah. Because he he's got that. I think Cam's he's got that stock a year. built up. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, I yeah. No if one Cam, on this forward side. If Cam still me. can't turn it turn it on for the remainder of this season, I think he still has a year. That's a, that's the only player I would give that to though. Yeah. So all right. Uh, again, next game's against Portland. I don't know if you need you the listener need really anything from us. I mean, this is what you need to know. Okay. We've if we address the goal scoring issue. Yeah. Things are fine. Yeah. Things are golden. So, that uh, exactly. Zach, do you have uh, anything else to add before we get out of here? If I could leave our listeners with one last thing, it, what T two needs to do is fire their coach. They absolutely <laughs> need to fire their coach because because they, they're bad. No, because he is an expletive that I will not say. Because <laughs> oh I'm a good I'm a good boy. All right, I will okay. not say. It. During this game, this this man, oh my gosh. Would not he? First of all, he's he's one of those coaches that he'll berate a player and then preach to the bench, which I just hate. I hate that. It just calls out a player. I just hate that leadership style. But then he, gosh, he would pick at everything, at the fourth official, and at one point, at one point, he turns to the fourth official and he goes, "What are you? Do-? They're up one nothing at the beginning of the second half." He goes. Why? Why is the ref? Uh, he turns to the fourth, and he's like, "Why is the ref rushing my goalie? Why is it? Was it forty-five minutes of the game? We're not delaying time." And it's like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, you are. You're the worst team in the league. You're delaying time. If you can get out of this game, one nothing with a win, even that one is one massive, even one one, that is a massive for you." But he won't let it go. He steeps, keeps going to the fourth, he's just picking at her, and he goes, "Do you know how? Do you know how old our goalie is?" He's 17. <laughs> he's 17. Does he want to talk to his players? Yes. Because he's 17. Bro, I wanted to punch this man in the face. <laughs> or on the on the the cam goal, the 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 goal to make it 2-1. He was like, "I better hope we don't go watch the replay and see that he was offsides." And in my head I'm like, "What do you you want VAR? Oh, is this get what you the want?" VAR. It's just like it's totally and honestly, okay. Watch how Briggs talks to the fourth official. Briggs is a one of the the loudest coaches you'll meet. He is screaming all game long to his players. When he talks to the fourth official, his voice he uses a different voice. He goes over to the fourth official. Fourth, the fourth. Yeah, fourth, fourth official. Fourth, fourth. is that not a foul? That's I'm not. Get, don't do it because it's. We're gonna we're gonna embarrass That's ourselves with this. No, no, I can embarrass myself. I nailed that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, and but he'll he'll drop his voice and he'll talk to that person like an, like a person, even if he doesn't like it. And he'll and he'll tell that person he doesn't like what they're, they're. But it's with a little bit of respect. And he doesn't leave his box. Oh my gosh! This guy it was on the field. Was legitimately. I mean, it's not that he left his technical area. It's that he was in the fourth face. Like oh, he was yeah. And then uh, I I don't know who the assistant coach for Sacramento that said it was, but he had like a German accent. He had an accent. It might I don't it I might don't have been know this coach. coach. Yeah. It, it wasn't no, it, it was, wasn't Deckel. I wasn't thinking. Um, really but good. it was one of the coaches. <laughs> he yeah. he yells to the fourth. Yeah, like, the fourth oh, he's out of his box. Like yeah. like he's been out of his box his whole game. Like, tell him to go back or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Something along those lines. And to this guy's credit, this assistant coach credit, the Portland coach, his name's Cameron Knowles. Yeah, he. Definitely stayed in his box. No, do you, no, except did for you that see, one time. So when our assistant was, coach yelled that, he was definitely quieter. He maybe, but they were losing the game at that point. I yeah. think he was just sulking. Yeah. Um, he the our assistant coach yelled at him because he kept going on the field, and so he's like, he yeah. keeps going on the field. Tell him to stay in his box. Yeah. What's his name? Knowles. Cameron Knowles. Yeah. I look over and he like he like smirks and he goes and he puts one foot. <laughs> in the field <laughs> like like really dramatic too like hey and I, I was this man oh my gosh it's just the worst type of person he, just the worst he was pretty annoying he was funny for us it was fun it was entertaining the, the only thing that i think was funnier was the first water break wow. with the song <laughs> so first I, water break the the uh uh connor sutton yeah. the um on-field announcer announces uh, water break in the first half, right as he like finishes, <laughs> right as he finishes the song, water. I don't know by who. I, it's just it's, a, it sounded like Young Gravy almost. 
What is it? I don't know. It's a song that pretty much all he says is water. So right as right as Connor's done talking, he goes, water, water. And this song about water comes out like immediately. Yeah. It and, was perfect. <laughs> and I don't think, I don't know if the people at home can hear it because you're listening to the commentators. Yeah, they're talking, broadcast, right? Yeah. You listen to the broadcast. But for the media that was there. <laughs> for the six which, media people. <laughs> which, by the way, at this point, there's no TV. There's no. the Sack B guy. Cameron Salerno, there's yeah. the radio, uh, Matt, George, and then there's just like five podcasts. Yep. So all of us, we just start laughing. Yeah, like, it was pretty funny. It was hilarious. We turned to the guy that's like on the mix board, the soundboard, and we just like give him a thumbs up. Good it was, job. It was pretty funny. That, But other than that, watching this coach <laughs> yeah. try to explain, try oh to try to like gosh. somehow defend or argue for yeah. his players doing dumb things was Basically. pretty funny. Oh. It was, it was gold. It was. It was. It was very entertaining. Yeah, I think other the, the only thing I got to add is welcome back, Shannon Gomez. Yes, sir. It was great sir. to see you back. It was great to see him. And yeah, he was in the post-game press conference smiling. Um, they had him in for questions. It was really good to see him. Um, yep. And it'll be interesting now moving forward in that left-back spot. It will. Could well, we see Ash up in the wing? That's where he moved to. They He didn't get subbed out. He moved up to the wing. Yeah, he's more naturally a wing player. All right, well, it's been about an hour. We don't want to take up too much of the people's time. Yes, sir. Uh, so I think we will potentially be back next week. Hopefully Nolan will be back. This was his first week of uh, grad school. So uh, we were given, we gave him the week off. Yes, law school. Um, he's going to get lawyered. So um, like he said, he had a class. Yeah. One class was just this whole week. Like, he's like, he did a class already. Anyway, so okay. he's been busy. Yeah. Um, but we'll be back next week. Uh, and as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.